0: are weary, really weary. Our energy is sagging and our motivation is lagging. But we know that we are in need of a Savior. We need you. We need your strength, your fresh touch to get back on track again. Your word says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And if that's true, then we need the joy to replace all the bone-tired parts of our mind, body, and soul. The pressures of life have sometimes pushed us in a corner, but we know that we need you. So, Lord, you are our hope. Let us not be weary in due season. We must keep running the race faithfully and to find strength in that safe, secret place of yours. Under the shadow of the Almighty, You are a rock. You are a hope. And as we run to you today, believing that you will lift up our heavy arms, that you will fuel us for the task that we are to have, for all the many tests and exams and the sleepless night, we know that we need you. And we don't want to stay grounded and crippled by the limitations and failed attempts as we try each day. But we know that we need you. So here we are this morning. Renew our strength Give Forrest the words of wisdom that you have empowered him with. Fill us with your supernatural power to overcome each obstacle in these last several weeks. With our eyes on you, Lord, we walk with each other, and we know that you walk beside us, working with us and through us, for you are our hope. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
1: Amen. How many of you were at Spring Fest uh, this weekend? Spring Fest? Oh, yeah. Nice. We were there. We had a ton of fun with my family. We had some highlights. We, my girls enjoyed the bull riding. That was pretty great. Uh, get out there. She hung on pretty long. I don't know about eight seconds, but it was good. We, uh, we, we uh, really enjoyed the ice cream. River and I stood in line. River's back there. He, he stood in line for that strawberry ice cream for a long time, and, uh, but it was worth it. But his highlight for sure was the slip and slide. We love to slip and slide. River did it. There's get going off. River in the next one, he probably did it about 30 times. And he's he just ready going back and forth. He got, he got me in there a few times too with them. Tons of fun. My daughter's highlight, though, was probably when they got to smash a pie in my face. So they got to, for In Cristo, uh, there was a fundraiser where you could put money in a bucket for different faculty or staff to support In Cristo. And then whoever's bucket had the most money got one, I guess, I guess I was the winner, but somehow, I don't know how they figured this out, but somehow there are two winners, so Beck and I both won, I don't know, it seems a little s- shady, but <laughs> we both won, so the thing is though, my daughters, they, they had so much fun smashing this thing in my face, it was so great, and then they realized, after that, that even beyond their expectations, that this was even better, because actually, that's just a big pan of whipped cream, and I love whipped cream, they love whipped cream, so then, as you can see, Bella is scooping it off my shorts so she can eat it. <laughs> and Esther is enjoying a bite right there. Right there. So their, their experience of pieing me in the face went, exceeded their hopes and expectations. Like all the Spring Fest did for us, actually. <laughs> it was very fun. So this semester, we've been on this journey with Peter. Right, this journey of tasting the goodness of the Lord together with him. And we've gone from Peter being seen and called by Jesus and invited to be with him. And then Je- walking him walking with Jesus through that, that time of walk- watching Jesus proclaim the kingdom of God in word and deed. And then Peter watching Jesus be crucified and dead and buried and rise again. And Peter going through his own denial and restoration Seeing Jesus uh, ascended, and then re- then sending the Spirit, and then Peter empowered by that Spirit to proclaim the kingdom of God in word and deed, even to the point of suffering. And last week, as Allison showed us, having peace in the midst of trial because of this Jesus and the Spirit with them. This has been Peter's journey. He's been tasting, and we've been tasting with him the goodness of the Lord. And so today we come to First Peter. His letter, his letter to the churches scattered around Asia Minor and that area, probably scattered because of persecution. And so he writes to them to encourage them in their faith, encourage them to stand strong, and writes to us the same. I encourage you to look at First Peter sometime and read, read the whole thing. It's so good. But we're just going to look at First at Peter chapter 1, uh, verses 3 through 9. And it's going on the screen. Let's, uh, let's read it out loud together today. That's all right. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, by his great mercy he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that, though perishable, is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen Him, you love Him, and even though you do not see Him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy, for you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of our souls. Amen. It's God's word to us this morning. Thanks for reading that together. After college, I graduated in December because I played that last, my fifth season of football and got finished the engineering degrees and graduated in December, and I, I kind of like what do you do with those four months from, you know, December to when the normal graduation time is? So I had never had a chance to study abroad, and so I thought, hey, maybe I could get, go see some places. And so a good friend of mine also graduated in December, and we decided to, to go travel. We went, traveled around the world, and one of the places we went to was Nepal, the, the country that borders India on in the north, and is also home of 10, or sorry, eight of the 10 highest mountain peaks in the world, in the Himalayas. And so we went there and thought, well, we got to see some of these mountains, right? So we go and we go on, on this, this trek to the base camp of Annapurna 1, the 10th highest mountain in the world. And uh, we start the trek on a cloudy morning from Pokhara. Pokhara is this little town we come in the night before. So we still we hadn't seen any Himalayas yet. And so we start hiking. It's cloudy, a lot like yesterday. Clouds are low. You can't see anything. We're hiking along. It's raining on us, off and on. Nice hike. We're going. And by the way, these hikes, it sounds really cool to go to the 10th highest mountain in the world, which is really cool. But it wasn't technical at all. No ropes. It just, just a nice long hike. So we're on t- the first day. We're hiking along. And we, in the afternoon we get to our little hut where we're staying for the night and start getting settled in. And the, and the clouds start lifting a little. And we're like, oh, yes. It's Himalaya time. So we go out. We go out and we look and we see, can start seeing like, see the base of the mountains. And so I'm from Colorado. So I know how mountains work. And so mountains, you know, you see this side. <laughs> you see this side of the mountains. So you know where the mountain's going to be. So the mountain's going to be, you know, it's going to be here. And it's going to be amazing. Like, it's Himalayas. Here we are. So we're, we're so ready for this. And so then we, we go back inside. We're getting things, you know, sorted, dried out, unpacked, whatever. And, and then we see the sun has come out. But really now. So we go, oh, let's go see. It. So we go outside and we look. And literally breath taken away because the mountain was supposed to be here that's where I knew that it was gonna be really good but that mountain was there it was 23,000 feet right there like not far off 23,000 foot mountain right in front of us that's it actually Machu Picchu and it that mountain I looked up and said I, I couldn't say anything I was so blown away fully exceeded my hopes and expectations. It was so much better than I thought it was going to be. And it was going to be good down here, but now it was incredible, off the charts. Remember that, that picture as we look at, our, look at our passage this morning. So Peter starts by, by laying out some of the goodness of what it is that Jesus has done for us. Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is so good, he says. By his great mercy, he's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He's given us this this life, and, and it's into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for us, who are being protected by the power of God through faith for our salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So Peter says, hey, this is, this is good stuff. You guys, you're saved. You're rescued. You have an inheritance in heaven, this imperishable, undefiled, can't go away, protected by God's power, kept until that last day for you. You're saved. You're rescued from the judgment that you deserved. You're rescued. This is good news, Peter says. And this is something that Peter experienced firsthand, right? As we know, Peter tasted this. His, he knew he deserved judgment. And, condemnation. and he knew God's grace revealed in Jesus. That he didn't have, he didn't carry that any longer. And so we have this hope, this expectation in heaven waiting for us, secure, that we can trust in. We don't have to fear death. And he goes on from that, not only then, but also in our suffering. We don't have to fear our suffering because one day God's going to make that right as well. We suffer various trials so that the genuineness of our faith, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Even our suffering, Peter says, God's got that in his hands. He can handle it. He's got you. And in the midst of that suffering, he's going to bring redemption and hope. He's going to bring beauty out of ashes. This is good news. Good news that the judgment is not ours anymore. Good news that the suffering is going to be redeemed in the end. This is good news Peter gives us. And that all would have been really good just there, but it goes on. He goes on from there, and he says in verse 8 and 9, Although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy. For you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. See, you don't see him. We don't see him, but we love him. We don't, we don't, we haven't seen him now, but we trust him, we believe in him, we rejoice in him because we are receiving, we are receiving the outcome of our faith, the salvation of our souls. Right now, right now we're receiving the salvation of our souls. So it's not just out there someday in the end at, when we die, it's not just then when God will redeem those, those things, oh, those are, those are true also. We're not only saved from this judgment, we're saved for something better, something that includes that, but even it's better and more than we thought. We're saved for a communion with the living God, for fellowship and joining with the God who is real and alive now, today. Today we are receiving the salvation of our souls. And so if you look back, Peter actually was saying that. He said, remember at the beginning, that by his great mercy. He's given us new birth into a living hope. He's given us new birth into a living hope right now, reborn today in Jesus. And not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, not just because someday it's going to be taken care of, but because God's with us right now as we receive the salvation of our souls right now in the midst of our suffering, in the midst of the struggles that you're going through right now with finals and, and trying to stay focused and whatever you're looking at in the summer or not, or career, All those things, God's with us right now as we receive that salvation and as he lives in communion with us and we with him. This is the good news to see for Peter. It's not just saved from these things. That would have been good news. But we're actually saved for communion with God. Saved for something that's even better. It's like the mountain. Just like the mountain we saw, it would have been good, but it's even better as we think about what it really means. Let me show you, think of it this way. Okay, God, God is the source of all life and being and goodness and hope and love. He's like a big fountain spraying all over the place, all right? It's a big fountain. And all those things of goodness and life and love and power and being and strength and ju- judgment and justice and righteousness, all these things are coming out of God from His very being. This is who God is. And we were made to live in that fountain. We were made to be in that fountain, in that fountain, to have all those things pouring over us and in us and through us. Life and love and goodness and justice and, and power and hope and peace. All these things just flowing in and out of us because this is who we were made to be as God's image bearers. And so we rejected God. Our predecessor said, no, I don't, I'm out. There's, some, there's, there's a dream fountain over here I'm fine with. I'll take this one. So I go over this tree and find out that they turned it off for the winter and they never turned it back on. There's no water over here; it's dry. And now I start. We crack and are thirsty. And we look. At, we turn to ourselves and we lack all those good things over there. We lack love, and so we hate ourselves and others. We lack the goodness, and so we turn to darkness and evil. We lack the wholeness and the peace. And so we turn to to jealousy and anxiety. And all these things fill us because we've lost the fountain. And we deserve to be even pushed further away. And yet, by his great mercy, God, Jesus, by his great mercy, Jesus has given us new birth into a living hope. And Jesus brings us and says, no, come back to the fountain. He splashes us in in our baptism, splashes us out and says, you have new hope, new life. You're meant to live in the fountain. This is what you're saved for. Not just for one day, not just from judgment, but for right now living communion with God, splashing, diving, drinking deeply this fountain of God's life and goodness and love and peace and patience and justice and righteousness and all that is the goodness of God as we live in communion with Him in Jesus and by His Spirit today. The living God is inviting us to to live in the fountain of life with him and receive his goodness and life in and through us this day. This is the great news that Peter is telling us about. The great news that we have here in Jesus today. So we're not just saved from judgment or saved for communion with God, both now and forever. And in the end, it'll be perfect. In the end, it'll be whole. And now it is in part. But it's still real now. Today, we get to have real, living communion with the living God. And so we're going to finish, and the band can come on up. We're going to finish with the words that we started with this semester from, from 1 Peter 2. It says this. Peter says, Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Long for pure spiritual milk, if you have tasted that the Lord is good, so we could grow up into our salvation. This salvation is communion with God. God invites us to live in and with Him by His Spirit now, today, and as we go from here, as we go from here into our summer or into our career, our life past Whitworth, as we go from here in these next even 10 days of finishing a school year, to live in that communion with God, as he is with us, and he invites us to live and splash in this fountain, and in, as a result, to love him, to love others, to join God in his good work in this world, fighting evil inside of us and outside of us, as he hates evil, because we are his children, alive and free in communion with him by his spirit. This is the great news that Peter tasted, and the invitation to us to taste that goodness, and live into that goodness this day, and every day from here on. Let's stand and sing to God together.